Hello everyone, the uh, magical robot is off again. That is another way of saying the website I used to transform text to speech has been down for over a week. Not a great sign. You guys may be looking at many more Johnny recorded intros, but that's okay because we've got another in a wonderful string of great episodes for you right here. Jen Murphy, first time guest on the program. I really think you're going to enjoy. And if, if you should be listening and you're like, hey, perhaps this segment, this portion of the podcast, maybe that should have been cut out. Well, no, this was a no cuts episode. I'm very proud of that. And if you're like, maybe this part should have been played at double speed. No way. Way too much good content when I'm getting a list of possessive pronouns from Jen. Can't get one second of it. Please to enjoy. Yet again, it's another intriguing episode of Sauce Talk. And on the other line, first time guest, it's Jen Murphy. How are you doing, Jen? I'm doing all right. Hi, everyone. Hi, John. Doing all right. Just all right. You're not, you're not better than all right? Are you, are, you, are you hanging tough during the coronavirus? I've been told this is a no-negativity podcast, and I'm afraid that if I mention... No, I mean, I think I'm I'm very well considering, um, but the alarming graph on the New York Times does just keep going like straight up. So I feel like there's a, a limit on how well I can possibly be doing. First off, the suggestion that I would impose rules, I, I didn't, I might have said that it would be to our joint benefit if we avoided extremely negative topics, but certainly... We can talk about anything you'd like, Jen. No, you wanna, no, I, hey, you I completely... What? I'll cross out everything I got. Let's talk about that chart for 90 minutes. No, Let's go. I completely agree with you. I'm just... How am I doing? Like, I'm thinking about it, like, every 60 seconds on loop all day. So, like, you know, I'm doing great. Now, that I completely agree with you on. Uh, it is It is difficult to remove it from your brain. It is hanging over us at all times. All we can do is our best and hope and wish that others would do their best as well. That said, I know a better topic. I'm hey, ready. hey, Jen, mm-hmm. eat anything good lately? Well, that is the positive side of the whole coronavirus situation, right? I've eaten a lot of delicious things. Um, I've been making a lot of ice cream. That's been tasty. I made a really good couscous salad the other day that I was pretty into. What are you more interested in hearing about? I think, now, full disclosure, I've heard a little bit about this ice cream from Pat. It looked incredible. I, I feel like we would all benefit from knowing about the amazing things you put in this ice cream. Ice cream. So, let's see. Uh, before babies, I was getting a little into making ice cream. It's fun. Um, 
And then after Lily was born, I proceeded to not do it for like two years. And then I think I maybe made a batch or two and then kind of retired the ice cream maker again. So I'm sort of back into it with a vengeance related to the hot weather and I suppose being stuck in my home. Um, Pat got me a book. Let's see. I can't remember her name, the author. She was the pastry chef or is the pastry chef at Blackbird, which actually now is closing. So I guess was. Um, and it's very like the first, I apologize. The, the, the ice cream book I was using before was like very basic. It was like, you know, just like chocolate, vanilla, like homemade ingredients. Everything's good. Very simple. And this one is kind of the opposite. It's like get a commercial stabilizer and like this to this temperature and these mix-ins precisely this way. And I found that very intimidating, but I finally jumped in and it is fucking delicious. Uh, a weird amount of work, but delicious. The first one I made was a, go ahead. Sorry. I cut you off. For the listener, Jen recognizes facial cues to an extent I cannot believe. I opened my mouth like not even a centimeter and I was like, you know, no, don't interrupt her. And then somehow she saw and was like, I had a thing I was considering saying. Uh, so I just, I, my, my thought was, you you do find the increased like difficulty of these new recipes worth it over like the simplicity of the previous ones. These are these are monumentally better ice creams you're ending up with. They are not monumentally better. I will. I will actually tell you, I have not told Pat this, so he'll find out, I suppose, when the episode drops, that I was, like, pretty ready to be grumpy about this book. Like, I was, like, pretty ready to be, like, fuck you and your fancy stabilizer. That's how like, I always feel about yep, anything. Yep, I'm like, you know yep, what's pretty good yep. chocolate ice cream? I'm good to go. Yeah, I was like, I love him, and so I will use this gift he gave me, and I'll make some of these ice creams, and then we will both mutually decide together that the other ones were clearly better and simple is best. Um... Not really how it's working out. I, I I still think that like when I'm done with this jag of fancy ice creams that I will probably use the other book more because they are, I don't think it's a monumental difference. I think the other ones are very tasty and they're a lot simpler um, and they don't require me like order, ordering glucose syrup from Amazon. So, But it, 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 it yeah, does no. sound like you. It, it's, it's a nice thing to have in your back pocket, the ability to make these more yes. complicated things. And then perhaps it will also like improve your ability when you do return to that other book. And You'll honestly, like, if, if anyone's listening that's made ice cream, they're like, this fish needs to shut up. Ice cream's not hard. It's not. It's like, it's actually like, they're not hard to make. It's just like, these are more steps and, and slightly more like irritating ingredients, I suppose. I, and, wanted, and the flavor- I have to jump in. If anyone is listening and says, this bitch needs to shut up, I hope you stop listening. <laughs> like that's really out of line. Like even so if just you, rude. even yeah. if you don't know Jen, she's a friend of the show. I have vouched for her by having her on the podcast. <laughs> no one should say this bitch needs to shut up, especially about like her ice cream opinions cream. are wrong. But I'm gonna Johnny, write it to the if you never made ice cream, you'd be like, <laughs> okay, so you warm up some milk and then you infuse some flavor. It's not that hard. It's just a lot of steps. It's not. It's okay. not difficult. Um. Right. So what have we made so far? I made the one I made for my birthday because I'm basically a garbage person was chocolate ice cream with like a peanut butter ripple and brownies and caramelized Rice Krispies in it. Sounds incredible. It tasted really good. I can make it about three bites before I feel (laughs) tremendously ill. So it turns out it was not the most successful ice cream. And Pat, who has like an iron stomach, can eat a ton of it. So really Pat won uh, that one. 
We made a, a chocolate mint, like with garden mint, which was good. Pat picked key lime frozen yogurt, which I thought would be gross, but was amazing. Wow. It tasted just like key lime pie. I loved it. And then right now in the freezer or in the fridge, there's some um, cold brew ice cream that is infusing. And then that will have some pretzel toffee and chocolate chunks added to it. I got to say, these do all sound amazing. Yeah. So I think it's more just like, I feel like I'm just going to like cook every recipe in this book and just like know that those exist if I ever want to make like a crazy flavor and then go back to just quietly making my like regular custards. But yeah. it sounds like oh, we... And we also made waffle cones. That was fun. How do you make waffle cones? Waffle cones um, are just like a really simple batter and then owning another kitchen gadget, I feel, is the real. So you have like a waffle cone maker. Yeah. Pat loves waffle cones. He like joked about it enough that I can't remember if my sister got it or if I got it for him as like a semi-joking Christmas gift. But now we own that. So we finally did it. And actually, like, it was a very easy batter. It was fun to make. Lily was very into it. They taste good. I don't know. I think it's a win. I like the idea, like, you and your sister sitting around trying to think like what are we going to get for pat for christmas this year it's like he keeps talking about these damn waffle cones this bitch needs to shut up let's buy him a waffle cone maker <laughs> yes accurate okay uh the local ice cream shop down the street that we always go to are often out of waffle clones so oh, did i say clones they're out of waffle clones um they're out of waffle cones all the time and pat would just whine 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 about it so what do you think the ice cream store said when pat would whine about it Are you setting up a pun joke? What's going to happen here? Uh, not even a pun. It's just this bitch needs to shut up. I, th okay, I think right. it's, it's very fun to apply this. Just, just a call, just a call like, back. Like Pat's just walking around in his life talking about waffle cones. Poor Pat. Everybody's <laughs> just like, this bitch. I know what he needs to do. It's shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, Pat, you're not a bitch, but it sounds like people have heard enough about these waffle cones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at in my life. Ice cream, which is a... Uh, Mostly tasty, but kind of a bummer because I, for like three months before this happened, was not eating dairy at all, and I loved that. And then just, if you're going to go back, apparently, go back all the way. When, hmm. Once you go back, you go back all the way, like everybody says. Um, what's up with, uh, why didn't you eat dairy for like several months? I don't know. I feel like it's not great for the world where our bodies. It's real easy to do that math. Once you go down the road and you like, you look at the stuff and you're like, I am doing wrong. I would be a better person if I didn't eat meat. And then as a fun bonus, I know I'd be healthier. Yeah. But, but then once you get there, it's like a lot of path left ahead of you, right? It's like, if I really wanted to say, if I wanted to tell somebody I was doing this right, I wouldn't say like, well, I won't like eat the cow if they kill it. But it can <laughs> be somebody's slave forever and I don't give a yes, shit. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Hard to justify. Yeah, and I um, I eat, have I, I, I don't know, it's all relative, I suppose, but I've never eaten a ton of dairy because I'm lactose intolerant, um, even though I love it passionately. Uh, but cheese in particular was just, and also just I have like no self-control with food in general, and I do better with just not having it. And so I kind of got in my head about thinking like, I never think about eating meat. That's easy. Like, I just I just don't. It's just not even a food. I don't consume it, whatever. Uh, maybe I just need to do that with cheese. Maybe that's the answer. Just, like, don't eat it. And so I tried it, and it was great. And then coronavirus happened. Yeah. Yeah, that was very much my experience when I stopped eating meat. I just quickly 
after like a month, I didn't really think about it, and I wasn't ever mm-hmm. like, oh, boy, I wish I could eat some meat. I do feel like, especially looking at my current diet, saying don't add cheese to the things you make for dinner. It's like my my food's going to get real sad. I know, I, I know. It, 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 it feels delicious. like a much a much yeah. higher mountain to climb than just yeah. be casual. Like I can easily cut this out. Remind me, when did you stop feeding meat? Uh, I want to say it was February 2019. Okay, so you've been at it. So it's been, yeah. you've been doing that for a while, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I feel like I guess it's a personality thing. Some people do fine with like moderation. Pat does fine with moderation. I just super don't. And I think that there are a lot of people like that. Like if you just like take it off, like if it's just not even an option, you do fine. Um, but it's the middle of the road that's like more of an issue. I didn't mean to go so deep on cheese with you, John. I'm sorry. It's a, I have not eaten meat for a tremendously long time. And I have always sort of had in the back of my head like, oh, okay, and dairy's next. But like 15 years later, if I'm honest with myself, that's an unacceptable delay. Yeah, I, I honestly, I when I was a sophomore in high school, I stopped eating meat for a while. And then I eventually started again, and I was always the same thing. Like, I know that's what's better to do. I will do that eventually. And then, like you say, it, just, it took a really long time before it actually happened. And then now that's exactly how I was like, I should just, I should be vegan. Like, being vegan is what you should do. I know what is right to do. I just choose not to do it. And that, I don't like having that conflict within myself but i also don't like not having cheese within myself i know and, and, and so like, here i am and i feel like even more than the conflict I, I don't love the inconsistency i think personally just like like if all of my reasons for not eating meat apply to not eating cheese too so why am i doing it and that bumps me out that, that i suppose there's like locally sourced dairy and there's like different options that aren't as like horrifying but and all of this by the way like i don't i super don't give a shit what other people eat this is just like whatever for me a thing it is uh yeah i i i am with you on all aspects of this and especially like i go i don't know do you buy the really expensive eggs yeah i buy the expensive eggs but then when i go to buy the cheese i'm like just give me whatever i don't know why that i i respect the uh the chicken so much more than the cow i that's an interesting question because I feel like that's I think that's I think that might be common. I feel like the like fancy eggs are like a what? Why do you think that is? I'm just like, how much can I spend on eggs? That's what I want to spend. Yeah, and right. Just like, the maximum. How little can you sell me a bag of shredded cheese for? That's what I want to spend. Do you use a lot of eggs? Honestly, yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna I was gonna say that maybe it has to do with like, like prior to. Part of, I think, why the cheese thing has happened is my sister is helping us out a lot, and so she's eating dinner with us, so I'm cooking for more than just me and Pat. When I just cook for me and Pat, I mostly cook vegan anyway, but with my sister, I've started cooking with a lot more cheese because I was like, well, this non-vegan human has to eat my food, too. Uh, but when it was just me and Pat and we was just cooking for us, we, we ate so little cheese that when I did buy cheese, I still bought, like, the organic, fancy, whatever, grass-fed, mm-hmm. no-hormone shit. But I think it's only because it was a little bit. I've sure. noticed that even just a couple months into this, now that we're like, like we've been making pizza, I'm buying regular cheese now. And I feel like it's got to be like a quantity thing. I don't know. Or a hypocrisy thing. Maybe I'm just a hypocrite. Yeah, but it, it, it could just be the quantities of cheese you're going through. Maybe they don't even have that much of the fancy cheese at the store. You got no A lot choice. of times they don't. Whole yeah. Foods and they're like tiny, depressing, like 
Are they even six ounces of cheese in that bag? I don't know. It's a, it, they're, they're, they're the smallest. I also think I could talk myself into the idea. Now, this seems so backwards, but like, I swear, you buy, you buy the good eggs, those chickens are taking care of you. Those eggs are good. All yeah, the, no, you can tell the difference for sure. Yeah. Uh, the, unless, unless, if you're not getting, the fancy cheese is not nicer cheese. When you buy like the f- kind of cheese, it is no better than any other cheese. And in fact, sometimes it is worse. I was going to say, I uh, we made pizza two weeks in a row. And the second week I had the fancy cheese. And the first week I had like cheese from Costco that came in like a 20-gallon bag. Yeah. I don't know. And Pat and Megan swear that the Costco cheese tasted better. Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. Now, obviously, you can spend more and get better cheese. But that's its own thing because you're not getting the cheese that you've been made promises about how this is. We didn't like punch the cow in the face before we made this. My other theory about going off of cheese being a little bit tricky, and I don't know what your like going off of meat journey was, but I feel like when you go off of meat, there's like all these transition foods. Like you can eat fake meat. Like you can have a veggie burger, you can have those fake chicken nuggets, you can like get crumbled meat. Like anything that you want, you can just get like a fake meat product to put in it that, that honestly like aren't bad. Like they're not meat, but they really do replace the thing. There's no such thing as that for cheese. Like fake cheese is complete garbage and no one will convince me otherwise. Yeah, it, it doesn't melt and it won't work. So you can't <laughs> use it for anything. It doesn't melt and it doesn't taste good. It yeah. tastes like oil because that's what it is. And like, I feel like most people that haven't eaten meat for a hot minute, they don't eat any of those like fake meat products much, if at all. But at the very beginning, it can be helpful. Like it's just like a mental thing even. Mm-hmm. I think I'm really testing your no editing policy with the... Deep dairy and meat discussion. I we are testing listener patience because yeah. the no editing policy stands strong. No, none of this Damn gets it. cut. Damn um, it! I was like testing. The, I was hoping I might. No, anyway, you're nowhere close to getting right. ready to make a single cut. But we will move on to the next topic. I'll allow it. Um, this is a bit of a recurring theme, perhaps. We had this exact same topic a week ago, and we're just going to repeat it. Hmm. But I feel like it's a totally different conversation. We can do it again. Jen, how do you feel about giving or receiving compliments from strangers? John, after you asked me to be on the podcast and then I listened to Paul Whitehair's episode, I was like, God, why couldn't you just ask me that question? I have so many thoughts about it. Most, so I'm delighted that you brought it up. It's the fucking worst. It's the (laughs) fucking worst. It's the absolute fucking worst. Oh my God. So anytime you don't receive a compliment from a stranger, you just get mad. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, No, I mean, like, I, like, I would just prefer strangers not talk to me for any reason whatsoever. Agreed. So, like, that. Talking to me is already aggressive. (laughs) A compliment is so much worse because I think what happens when somebody that I don't know, like on the street, and you're like listening to a podcast or something, probably Mm -hmm. walking down the street, you gotta like take your earbud out and then your brain is like, why is this fucking person talking to me? And like, well, that's happening. Then they're going to say something about your dress. I don't know. It's the, it's the actual worst. I I feel like my brain, like I... I stop processing information properly and just like make awkward noises until it stops. You're just trying to end the conversation as quickly. Yeah, as I'm possible. just trying to get out. And as, as Paul and I talked about, this is how you get to the 
and it, I've done it many times. Somebody's like, hey, I like your shoes. And I just look at them and say, you too, without even like looking at their yes. shoes. Like they may not have shoes on. They may have shoes that like say the N word. And I just said that yes. I like their shoes. Yeah, like I would love like a breakdown of all of my awkward responses to compliments from strangers through the course of my life. I bet like 50% of them had to be me responding with like nonsensical <laughs> garbage. It's, it's got to be high, maybe higher than that. It's bad. Yeah, because like you're just you're 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 busy being like, why is this person talking to me? Did they need something? Did they want something? Is this guy a creep? Like, what's going on? And you're not and and ugh, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And why did they do it? That's what I want to know. Are there circumstances under which? Oh no, let's let's not be presumptive. What are these circumstances under which? you would compliment a stranger what will you need to see to approach someone you don't know and be like i just gotta tell you hmm i'm gonna think on that and i think it might be related to this which is a thought i had when i was listening to you and paul so i'm just gonna like segue for a second if that's okay i did think of several instances where a stranger complimented me and i not only did not mind i enjoyed it oh wow and i will say all three of them were women of approximately my own age. And it was downtown Chicago while I was working at a law firm like one L summer. So I was dressing like a human who might try to impress professional people as opposed to my normal life. Uh, and all three of them stopped and did some version. And I, this is what I'm interested to talk about with you. I think this might be like more of a female thing. They've all stopped and did the like, hey, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. I just wanted to let you know, like, your dress is banging or whatever. Like they all said different things. One person did say literally that, um, which was weird, but whatever. Uh, but I like all three of them was just like, Hey, thank you. And I like, just felt really good about it and went on with my day. But they all three of them like stopped me, gave me a second and then like said things to make it clear that like, this wasn't like a big deal. And they just wanted to like, they, they were trying to make me comfortable mm. before they said the thing. They didn't just like come in with the compliment. I don't know. I think that makes sense. I, I love the acknowledgement that this should be a special thing. That it's not. I'm just not. I'm not walking down the street shouting this at everybody. Like yes. this is just for you. And I know that it's probably not what you want, but it's so important to me. Maybe that's part of what it is. Is you're you're acknowledging that in a lot of ways it's a selfish act when you give this compliment. And that you are doing it for your own benefit because you want to tell this person. And that if that's all yes. that comes of this, that's okay. It's not You're not supposed to just like, oh, thank you so much for telling me yeah. about how great my dress is. Yeah. But like, it's, it's like, I just want to tell you, I want to convey this. And if that's all that comes of it, that's okay. Which is interesting because if you think about all the other ones, the like annoying ones, a lot of those are like very clearly not about the compliment also. Like they're about... I mean, I think you guys use the example of like a team name. So that's like about like showing that you are like a super fan of a team. I don't know. Right. Or like a lot of like weird male compliments on the street are about harassing women. It's not a compliment. So there's that. Um, yeah, it's not usually about the compliment anyway. Um, yeah, that that's it, it also does a good job of establishing that this is not an attempt to start a conversation. Which whoever, whether it's a man or a woman, but especially if it's from a man, I'm sure that's one of the first concerns is like, are you going yes. to say this and then just stand there and now you think we're off. But instead, 
I'm just going to run away. Um, I, I guess a whole other interesting subset of like compliments from strangers on the street is that people do comment on children a lot, but I feel like that's not the same and it doesn't bother me the same way because you just have to get used to it. Like they'll just stop you and be like, your baby's beautiful. Oh, whatever. What do you think if you... I still don't love it. You walk, you're walking down the street and, and your kid's looking super fly and then uh, someone just like smiles at your child. Does that creep you out? I think it did when Lily was first born and I wasn't used to it. I think I'm used to it now. I think a lot of times it's older people, which makes it harder to be mad at them for it. And also like, as I'm facing the reality that we are not going to have any more children, um, I feel like I'm like already there. Like I see newborns and I'm like, oh my God, they're so cute and I love them. And I just want like four more and oh my God. So like, I can't even imagine what I'm going to be like when I'm old, it's going to be awful. Mm -hmm. So I try to have a little bit of a... Yeah, but I mean, like, in theory, I get why it would, does it creep you out thinking about that happening? I see this happen, and I'm just, yeah. I just, I think it's so weird, but then yeah. again, as you say, parents kind mostly do not respond as negatively as I would, I would, I would expect, and, yeah. and so I guess it's not that big a deal. I uh, also wanted to tie in one other thing. I talked to, uh, I recorded that podcast with Paul last week, and then I talked to Gina about this topic. And she said, actually, we just discussed this recently. And then, um, hmm, I wonder if I can play this. Here, this, Pat, Paul, don't listen to this part. The sound, like, you're probably like, I know you would have a good setup and you'd like plug a thing in. I am going to hold a fucking TikTok up to my phone. Up, up yes. To, on my phone, up to the microphone. But then, uh, so... Uh, Gina and I were talking about this, and then she said, actually, I just tweeted about this recently. And she said, uh, she sent me the tweet. And so this is a tweet. She said, literally me today walking by a lake when a group of teens nodded and said, we like your dress. And then the TikTok will hopefully play in just a second here. I don't dress cool, so men don't pay attention to me. I dress cool, so 13-year-old girls will walk by me down the street and whisper to their friends. Did you see that girl's outfit? She looked so fucking cool. <laughs> I thought the audio was fine. I, I bet it came through. Uh, the part where it kept playing afterwards, not as good. But um, do you do so? How do you feel about that? If you got a compliment from three extremely well dressed 15 year old girls, would you be like, that's the best compliment I can receive? Or do you not identify with this? I don't identify with that, but that's because it's like so difficult to imagine a universe in which I dressed in a way that three 13 year old girls could compliment. Um, I'm trying to like pretend I'm my sister. And I think, I think she would, my sister like dresses cute. She, I think she would say, yeah, that like she could relate to that. Gina was dressed very aggressively. Um, Aggressively. Define, explain, paint me a word picture. I think I'm ready for our next subject. Um, (laughs) I don't. All right. All right. What sauce are you bringing to the table this week? Man, John, I feel like this, uh, this episode's already been a little rough and I'm going to disappoint you by telling you that I Uh, don't. No, no, no. There's our edit point. We don't say bad. Come on. This is, this is, uh, (laughs) all right. All right. All right. Yeah. Right. The best episode ever. Um, I feel like... Wait, one more thing. I'm not going to edit there. All that's going to stay in, so go ahead. I know. I, I feel like I'm unnoticed. It's okay. Um, I was thinking about it. I love mayo a lot. 
but I don't use it that much. I use hot sauce like multiple times a day, but I think you've done hot sauce. Haven't you done hot sauce? To the best of my recollection, no one has come on and had their sauce they were bringing to the table explicitly be hot sauce. But I do believe Mr. Warren Wilkie's uh, sauce was mayo mixed with hot sauce. Now, also, I don't think we've said there's no repeats. I also, yeah, think, right. I also think I did talk about Thai chili sauce once. Yeah, I think the problem but, with hot sauce is it's too broad. It feels so, like ridiculous. Like you could say a specific hot sauce. You could also take mayo. You could also mix hot sauce and mayo, and we'll just repeat that one. Mm, I have questions about hot sauce and mayo, and like I'm, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I don't hate it. Like I've never done it, but I'm like probably going to now. If, uh, yeah. What is your favorite one other sauce mixed with mayo? I don't think I mix sauces with mayo. The thing is, John, I don't really eat mayo that much, even though I like it. I I guess I made banh mi's the other day, and that had sriracha and mayo, so. There you go. I guess that's hot sauce and mayo. If we call hot sriracha a hot sauce. I would call that a hot sauce, and I think sriracha and mayo is a good combination. Especially yeah. when we say hot sauce and mayo, that can be a lot of things. I think you're going to want like a, like a, a super thin, vinegary hot sauce mixed with mayo. doesn't feel in my head like no. it's actually going to mix all that well. So that's no. probably what you want to do. Before I was trying to set you up, you were not a fan of the impeccable combination of mayo and mustard? I No, yeah, I like it. I love mayo okay. and mustard so much. It's recently been brought to my attention by some of my friends that I have, like, an ongoing food chat with that I've probably been neglecting sandwiches, like, as a food item for years. And I think that's where you get most of your mayo exposure, right? Like, sure. I don't really – I'm not, like, a mayo salad person. Um, I mostly have mayo on, like, a hamburger or for the occasional sandwich, and I don't eat sandwiches that much. So – Probably there's just like a whole world of delicious mayonnaise opportunities that I haven't explored. When you have, so do you eat a hamburger with just mayo on it? I usually eat a hamburger like with whatever they're serving it with. And usually they have like some like some sauce that they have. And then I ask if they don't have mayo, sometimes they'll ask for it. But sometimes a lot of times it's on there anyway, I think. But like it's on there like with other sauces. Yeah, yeah. I would say I, I prefer mustard to ketchup. If I'm just putting two things on a hamburger, it's mustard and mayo. If I'm just putting one, it's, oh, maybe mustard? That's tricky. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have a problem with mustard and mayo. Do people have a problem with mustard and mayo? Uh, no, I just, I thought that, like, mustard and mayo were perceived as, like, having universal acclaim. That, like, everyone yeah, yeah. knew that mustard and mayo was great. And so I yeah. thought, you know. They're both delicious. They're, they're very good together. They're very good separately. Uh, you can't go wrong with either mustard or mayo. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I'm pro-sauce in general. I feel like we just don't, like, American food just doesn't have enough sauce, period, is probably a big part of our problem. Is it? I thought the perception was the exact opposite of that. I thought everybody well, said that, like, all we ate was sauce. Okay. Yeah, well, like, right, like, we drown things in ketchup yeah. and, like, marinara. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't have enough interesting sauces or specialty sauces. I don't know. That's a good point. That may be. If we are all the way stuck on... I guess we'll just mix some mayo and mustard together. Yeah. Perhaps that does indicate that we yeah, need like like if our, if six our, like, more sauces. If our like mother sauce is ketchup, like we're fucked. So, um, let's see specific hot sauces. So I'm gonna pronounce this poorly. There's a sauce called I think it's Zug. Um, How do you spell that? 
Z-H-O-U-G, I believe. Okay. Let me just double check that with the Google. Um, and I made it for like a chickpea shawarma sandwich situation oh, nice. that we were making. Mm-hmm. Now, and you say was... you don't eat that many sandwiches, and now you're telling me about chickpea shawarma sandwiches? Because, okay, look. So like I said, when it's just me and Pat, a lot of vegan food, a lot of like curry, a lot of like chili, a lot of chickpeas, mostly like the staple of our diet. But my sister, and I'm trying to be more accommodating to humans that are not used to just being fed vegan food all the time. And so we've been like looking up new recipes. She loves sandwiches. So we made this and it was good. And it had this zoog sauce and it's like a, I mean, it's like cilantro and hot peppers and I think garlic was the other main ingredient. And I just wanted to put it on everything and like kind of did for a week. And it made me think of harissa, which is also another like herby, chili, hot sauce. And I feel like both of them are like, it's like taking hot sauce to another level because hot sauce, like American hot sauce, or maybe it's not American hot sauce. I don't know. The hot sauce that I'm used to, like fancy or not, it's still kind of thin and vinegary and in Mm -hmm. a jar. And this stuff, like it has texture, the depth of flavor from the herbs, and it's so good. And I like why I put it on eggs. I put it in my hummus. I just put it on fucking everything. And I'm going to have to make it again because it was so good. So yeah, there's my sauce, I guess. It's it sounds fantastic, and I uh, I can't say that I've heard of it, but I, I am pretty intrigued, and it sounds like something I can probably make myself. This has been a thing, a kick I've been on here lately, very similar to what you've been talking about, just making a bunch of a sauce, and then just every day it's like figure out how many yeah. meals you can make today. Yeah, it's a new you're, you're just hanging out anyway. Just go out in the kitchen, see yeah. what we're putting that sauce on. And it was like, I think for how good it was, it was embarrassingly easy because it was like stick foods in food processor blend. Nice. Done. You have your sauce. And it like stayed, it it held up in the fridge for however long it took me to eat it all. Um, I think we may have an upcoming episode. If anybody out there wants to volunteer to guest on an episode that is extremely peanut sauce heavy. Oh my gosh. I made a peanut sauce that I loved recently peanut sauce might be my favorite sauce and i made one that i really liked and i think maybe we'll just try to knock out an entirely peanut sauce episode so there's a recipe that pat's obsessed with that we make like constantly that heavily features peanut sauce that i'm gonna have to send you i i would be very very inclined it's to receive delicious. that yeah my mom hates peanut sauce and like every single time she says it i've forgotten since the last time she said it because it always strikes me as impossible because who doesn't like peanut sauce like what's wrong with you we're, we're gonna this in no way precludes me from later <laughs> still having episode. a full peanut sauce episode. But before I've got you here, how are you? Are you a strict vegetarian that consumes no fish of any kind? Mm, Basically, what I'm is, saying is, will you put yeah. fish sauce in your peanut sauce? I don't put fish sauce in my peanut sauce. But, like, I don't ask servers at restaurants if there's fish sauce in their peanut sauce. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at with ingredients. Okay. Well, did your did your peanut sauce have fish sauce? It did. And I can't imagine it without it. Oh, interesting. Now I have to try the peanut sauce. I love... Now, I, honestly, I really like fish sauce. <laughs> um, uh, and so that, that was part of it. I generally... I think I, I discussed on the podcast before, I have eaten fish tacos from a t- 
taco truck twice this year. So you could say I'm obviously a pretty weak vegetarian in that sense, much more pescatarian. So perhaps not a vegetarian at all. I, I'm not especially concerned with that. But I realized okay, I, I've, had, I've had that, and then I had a whole bunch of this peanut sauce I made that I, I'm just going to be honest, and again, if the squeamish out there, perhaps don't listen. I made this this peanut sauce, tripled the amount of fish sauce in it. Oh, wow. You really threw down on the fish sauce. I like fish sauce, and it makes have me... Have you made the Magic sauce. Girl and Goat green beans? I have... Someone is... Perhaps Pat. I have talked to someone about this. I don't believe I have made it. If you, if you like fish sauce, like those are your beans. And they have a mayonnaise, fish sauce, whatever. I Like the sauce is made of mayonnaise and fish sauce primarily. Uh, and it's good. No peanuts. What do you put your peanut sauce on? Um, well, I used to make, back when I ate meat, I used to like to make like a panko breaded chicken and dip mm-hmm. that in it. And so I made a panko breaded tofu and dip that okay. in it. And then even better was I roasted some some green beans and put that Mm. in it. And then I roasted some broccoli and put that in it. And then I will say it did eventually go downhill. I did make a frozen uh, veggie burger and cover it with peanut sauce. That sucked. Don't do that. That's exactly what I would do, though. I'd be like, I like this. What food do I have available to me? Exactly. I kept escalating and I kept thinking, I'm going to see how far I can push it. That was how far I could push it. That one, that was the veggie burger. Yeah, yeah. See, that's my thing with peanut sauce. I really like it, but I, I feel like I don't run into it that often because there's just not that. I mean, there's this tofu peanut thing that we make that's good, and like sometimes I make spring rolls, and those are really good with peanut That'd sauce. But good. like other than that, yeah, no, spring rolls. They're good. Like especially if we ever go back to work, they're like a, a good mixed up to your normal packed lunch situation. I feel mm-hmm. a lot of fresh herbs in there. Tastes good. Yeah, but other than that, I can't say that I've like. I'm trying to think of it another time I've made peanut sauce. Because, yeah, it's usually like the chicken, the, ch- the skewered chicken with the peanut sauce. That's the, the traditional combo. Yeah, that's really good. I also, I didn't get, unfortunately, I basically made the burgers that failed. But I had I had stuff to make uh, tacos with uh, tempa, And I think that with peanut sauce would have been better. So hmm. uh, I think next time I will do that. I've never made a homemade. I, I don't know how it's pronounced. I always in my head it's tempeh, but that probably is wrong. I, um, I I also do not talk to a lot of people about it. So uh, I have literally never made a recipe with it that I felt like was a success and I would cook again. Oh, I have made it and liked it very much. It's certainly man. What am I doing wrong? Uh, no, it, it could be you don't like it. Uh, have, might, you, have you ever had, like had it and liked it? Yeah, at restaurants, sure. Okay. Um, I am not actually, I I just had some in the fridge that I wanted to use. Hmm. And then I was trying to think of ways I could use it with the peanut sauce. And then I thought, weird tacos sounds pretty fun. And so I've out. never actually done it this way, but I've made it with other things and liked it very well. Okay. Hmm. Um, yeah, tacos, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it seemed easy and I had tortillas. Uh, but again, that's the whole, that's the virtue of the just make a bunch of sauce figure out the rest later it's very easy to go in there and just see what's in the fridge that's going to go with this sauce well i think that's what's been holding me back because like i it's embarrassing to the the extent to which i am a like i need a recipe for that person like i do not 
I, there, you had an episode with somebody, I think it was maybe Margaret, where she's like, I don't know, I forgot what soup I made because I just <laughs> threw in ingredients until it tasted good. And my, like, I couldn't process that information. I was like, but, 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 how, how? Like, I, I use a recipe for like fucking everything. I strive to move in the direction of Margaret making soup of good ingredients. I am not. Doesn't it there. sound so liberated? Yeah, I'm just not. Especially when you think about like how many recipes you either don't make or make in spite of the fact that like don't really like this thing that's in it. I wish this thing was in it. Too bad, too bad for me. I have to just cook yeah. it this way anyway, and then that's what I do. I feel like, and I like I cook a lot, and I don't. I feel like I'm like pretty good at it. Like it's not. It's not like I need. I. But after like I'm trying to think like I feel like just in the past like couple years I've just just started being comfortable like oh I'll tweak a recipe. Okay, I I didn't like that, so I'll I'll change this a tiny bit. But yeah, there are so many people that just they just like throw things together, and it's in addition to seeming like it seems like a much more pleasant way to cook. It also seems like it would be like a lot more efficient with your time, your your sure. resources at home. You could just be like, what do I have? Okay, I'll cook these things. That has been a a coronavirus positive. I feel like I was so intensely a recipe person that like Pat and I, especially before we had kids would like, what do you want for dinner? We decide we'd literally go to the grocery store on the way home from work, cook dinner that night and then repeat the same thing again the next day. Like we were like, a, we were a grocery store nearly every night couple. And this has been like, I plan out two weeks of recipes at once. I hate every moment of doing that, but I have done it and I have learned some good things from it. I, I uh, was very similar in that I had, no, oh, excuse me, on my commute home, I went directly by a grocery store. Yep. And that was just like, well, now I have permission. Three o'clock, text Gina, what do we think of your dinner tonight? I thought about yep. this. What does that sound like? What do we think we have at home? And I will pick up the remaining ingredient. And I, there is, there's a lot of value in that. And that's like a thing that is good about living in a city is yes. that you get to go to the grocery store whenever you want, or at least we used to. We have been deprived of this. Um, and I like that. But I also am trying to learn to like the idea of, you know, just figure it out. Just put everything out there. Just you don't, don't even plan every recipe for two weeks. Get a bunch of stuff that you think you will cook in the next two weeks. People and live like that, John. People they have to. Like, some people don't yeah. have any choice. I guess now, well, now we've joined them. But, that's uh, true, but I mean, some people like intentionally. They're like, "Well, I know we like a lot of this and a lot of that," and then we'll just throw together some stuff. And they have some like vague ideas of what they're going to cook, and then they just make delicious soup. Apparently, I don't know. I don't want to call Margaret the B word, but I think she needs to shut up about these soups. God damn it! No, I was very impressed by it, and I, I, I a lot of my friends are like this. They can just make things. I'm very impressed by it. I am. Tied to recipes. Uh, I I don't know. I definitely agree. I, I am hoping all the time to be less tied to recipes. But let me tell you, I tied myself to that uh, peanut sauce recipe. And then I tripled With the triple, fish sauce. Triple fish sauce. And now it's like, well, that's the new recipe. I'm tied in again. Can't change that ever again. Um, Pat, Pat has been in like a big Bloody Mary kick. That has, is that fish sauce in it? No, it's like... Is it oyster sauce? I, doesn't that have... Now, here we're talking about words we don't know how to say. Isn't that the W sauce? Worcester sauce. Is that how you say that? Boy, I have no idea. I, yeah. 
I yeah, Worcestershire That's sauce, something it. like but that. But isn't that made out of like clams or that, something? I, I think that has anchovies in it. Yeah, anchovies. I yeah. Think so, but also delicious. Um, well, so Pat normally doesn't like fishy anything, but he loves Bloody Marys, and they definitely have that in there. I like in general. I I gotta say, I don't really eat anchovies. I kind of think they're gross, but I guess I like everything that has it in a sauce. But I. I hate Bloody Marys. I've I never had an anchovy. See, this is like, this is the sneaky dark side of like not eating meat from a young age. There's like a lot of, I feel like objectively, according to the rest of the universe, delicious things that I've like literally never had. And I like can't have an opinion on. I've never had an anchovy. There's a lot of that. I actually, during quarantine here, uh, I've been borrowing a lot of, books from the library like on my kindle and i went back and so some of so some like initially i went through and i picked a bunch of books i wanted to read but they were all on hold so you just put Mm -hmm. on hold and it's like let me know when i can have it and then i was just like what what do you actually have i can read today and so i was going through and they were like do you want to read kitchen confidential by anthony bourdain and i was like never read that yes i do and i read it and it was a lot of fun but it was also just like by the way vegetarians should go fuck themselves to death every day and Mm -hmm. no one who works in a kitchen respects them and they don't Mm -hmm. know about food and their opinions about food don't count and it was like honestly Mm -hmm. probably yeah and then like i I like to watch chopped or whatever and it's just like at the end of the day here's what counts did you cook that meat good did you use all the ingredients yep and then nobody gives a shit about the rest it's just like meat is the answer in cooking and if you're not cooking meat you're probably not really cooking according to basically everyone it, like, never got to this point, but the guy I dated before Pat for, like, four years, so, you know, a while, he um, became a chef and, like, knew that was the path he was going down the, like, last year or two that we were dating. And, like, I think he took it, like, pretty personal. Like, he was like, are you telling me that you're never going to eat the food I cook? Like, I don't It was, like, a conversation we kept having to have, and I don't think I totally understood it. But, yeah, he, like, felt it very, very, very deeply. Are you telling me you're never going to cook the food I eat? That's what you should have said. He cooks delicious vegetarian food all the time. I actually feel like he's probably the reason that I know how to cook it all. Because after we broke up, I ate, like, sad frozen food for six months. And I was like, I can't live like this. <laughs> I, I need that good food back. He's just picturing me sitting here crying over these frozen peas. And I can't have No, it. he just, like, you know, we were, like, it was, like, first year of law school when I should have been eating sad frozen food. And he was cooking, like, delicious yeah. homemade vegetarian food all the time. So... But yeah, and I've read that book, Kitchen Confidential. It's good. It's a good time. Like, yeah. So yeah, anchovies. There's, I'm trying to think of other examples, but yeah, there's a lot of like interesting meats that a, a kid would not be into that adults find their way to. Mm-hmm. I haven't had any. That is one of the more successful uh, sauce topics we've ever had on this show. Now let's go to what I am confident will be one of the least successful topics. We've ever brought up, but oh, good. I have wanted to use this as a topic for a while, and then today I was trying to put uh, I was trying to put my list here together, and I thought today's the day. I just I just want to see where this goes. Next subject. I'm like low key terrified. Do you remember that you are just a monkey? Because we're, like we're yeah we're just monkeys. Do you remember like that? Like, when you remind me of it now, or do I spend a lot of my time thinking about More that? More the latter. How much do you think about this? 
pretty infrequently. More than you might expect because I have a toddler, and I feel she like... She reminds you of this. Well, yeah, well, yes, that too. But I also feel like I just spend a lot more time reading about animals than okay. your average non-child-owning adult might. So you think you um, own your children? No, I don't, but <laughs> that was a fun joke for everybody. Anyway, uh... Yeah, no, you just read a lot of like kids' books and they have monkeys and like every once in a while it'll cross my mind. You're like uh, that's that's what I look like, basically. Like compared yeah, sure. to a fish, you look exactly the same as a monkey. Yeah, and like you know, whatever, like kids famously ask a lot of questions. So like we've been down that discussion road with her, like trying to explain like, Well, we're not that different and she's like, We're like super fucking different, you're an idiot. Like, why don't you get this, Mom? I'm like, Well, if you think about it, anyway, it's just probably Pat and I are going to raise the world's worst child. Children. There are two now. Do you think because you talk about monkeys too much? We talk about literally everything too much and try to answer questions very precisely. So now, do you think that's that's your fault or do you think she just asked, they just asked too many questions? No, I think I think we indulge too many questions might be the answer. Like maybe they ask the right amount of questions, but we're supposed to shut a certain percentage of the questions down. You're supposed to just be I like, know. yeah, that's that's because and instead you just because, right. It. As opposed to like, okay, give me a minute to think about how to explain that to you and I'll get back to you on that. Like I'm sure there's a point at which that is actually like a valuable way to approach things. I'm not so sure that point was like when she started talking. But whatever. I don't I don't want to go down the parenting road. But anyway, yeah. So like I think about it sometimes. Do you think about it, John? I think about it a lot. And I think I, it helps my brain. I like like helps your brain. Yeah, it's good for me. So it's like I want to take things too seriously, and then that I remember that I'm just like a monkey that puts some basketball shorts on. That's not so good. Like okay, like if you gave a, a monkey at the zoo some basketball shorts, he'd probably put them on too. I mostly am the same as the monkey. Just society told me some stuff to do, and I was able to pick it up. Society didn't tell the monkey at the zoo to do it, and so he didn't do it. I got, like, differently shaped vocal cords, so I can shout a little bit. I can yell into this can, and it'll go on the internet, but I didn't make the fucking internet. I get no credit for that. I didn't do any of this. Uh, just, just, just a monkey. How do you feel about that? I like it as a way of just like keeping things in perspective. It's not like my personal way of doing it. And I don't know that it would even really work for me, but it seems like it's working for you and I'm into that. No, the assumption that it's working for me, charitable. <laughs> the assumption that anything is working for me, perhaps beyond the bounds of this podcast. But I think this was a moderately accessible, a successful, do you remember that you were just a monkey segment? Do you think I should bring this back or do you think this should be a one-time only segment? Hmm. Well, I guess part of it is, do you think other people will remember that they are a monkey more because we talked about it? It could be like the I segment was gonna say, changes I, I feel, future responses. Yeah, I feel like without the shock value of the question, I'm not, I guess I'm not sure how much uh, discussion will come out of it, but like I'm probably just underestimating everyone else's humorous and imaginative capacities. And uh, it could also be, though, that you think you remember that you are a monkey a lot more than other people. Like, maybe. Do you think other people don't think about that? I think, now, I don't want to pretend that the listeners to this podcast are representative 
of the population as a whole. I think the average person does not think that they are a monkey. I think the average person thinks I have hum I have validity as a human, and I think that is absurd. Yeah, um, I just think that's like not terribly helpful. Like what I I, you, I don't know. I think people could be taken down a peg, and one way to do it is to remind them that they are a monkey. Like, yeah, you think you're so good, but like if society said to throw your poop at people, you would do that. Like there's nothing special. You're just a thing. Just like a monkey. I feel like the weird social, not weird, the intensely social nature of humans is an on constant display at all times in a way that makes our monkeyness like even more obvious right now. That's a good point. And especially when like we are recognizing ourselves as nothing more than like uh, vessels for viruses. Yeah. Like that might, in fact, maybe we're being charitable saying like thinking of ourselves as monkeys as though monkeys are better than than frogs or amoebas when <laughs> we are just things shooting viruses at each other and some some people got so smart they figured out we were doing it and they're like don't shoot viruses at each other and we we're like nope i'm gonna do it every day and i'll never stop <laughs> one fuck everyone two um hi if anyone is like deeply versed in like animal rights theory i'm gonna probably embarrass myself but like back in college when i was taking courses on this i remember that for a lot of philosophers the really big sticking point was like mollusks like you could like robust discussion whatever like everyone had their but like for whatever reason just the like question of morality as applied to mollusks and like everything fell apart like does it or doesn't it apply <laughs> <laughs> To that point, so like frogs, like you wouldn't even, no one would bite on that argument. Like, but the mollusks, that's the. I mean, that's just some like electricity getting shot that's, through. Because some... that's the why, that's, right? Yeah, there's nothing right. there. Right, right. Anything else you can kind of establish like feeling pain, possibly emotion, social behavior past a certain point. But with mollusks, it's like they are sentient, maybe. Uh, you, you you eat a mollusk? Do I? Yeah. No, I would say like most. I, I'm trying to think if I have. Like the thing is, I uh, kind of like you. Like I don't. I'm not like super. I legitimately don't eat meat, but I I'm not like super concerned with the label of it. Period. Um, and I have had fish uh, now and then, especially when there's like literally no other options. When that has happened. Um, I'm trying to think if I've had any mollusks anytime in like the past five years ever in my life. Yes. I don't think I've had any since I started being a vegetarian, but also like I do live in Minnesota. I am not exactly encountering mollusks being offered up to right. me on a regular basis. I think if, if, if I were in a circumstance in which someone offered me some and it looked good, I would be okay with eating it. Uh, as at, you know, you know what we don't need is uh, vegetarianism conversation round two. Again, yes. You know right. what we do need is is an octopus a mollusk? No, it is, but that's it's a it's like a weirdo mollusk. That's like not really like a, a mollusk on a technicality. Like an octopus is like a smarter than most. I know. Yeah, an octopus is crazy. We're, when we talk about like you're just an electrical current shooting through a shell with yeah. a, a hunk of garbage in there. 
That's well, well, well I, I asked because I've definitely eaten octopus, but anyway. Um, now I don't. I think I think I've eaten octopus, but I, I don't. I don't think I liked it. I don't intend to do it again. I feel like even if you eat, like even if this, if you just eat whatever, like I feel like mollusks are a thing that you seek out because you enjoy it. You don't just like this doesn't just happen to you. Very true. Yeah, it's not like you're at the place and the only good food option is some fish, so you just had to have right. like all we got is had to eat a snail. <laughs> Okay, we have one major segment left in the program. This is a new experimental segment we've never tried before. Okay. We'll have a little intro, but then it's going to be what it sounds like it's going to be. Jen, what is your relationship with Mad Libs? Borderline non-existent? Have you ever done a Mad Libs before? Yes, because I was a child at one time. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the first time you did a Mad Libs? The first time you heard of Mad Libs? I don't. I'm, I'm positive I do not remember the first time. But my first memory of doing a Mad Libs is summer camp. So I would have been like, I don't know, 11? Care but it seems impossible to me that I hadn't encountered it before that. I remember when I was in, I believe, fourth grade, because I remember my teacher, so I, I want to say that was it was fourth grade, it was Mrs. Kreps, and... That's uh, an unfortunate name for a teacher. How did that go? It was fine for her. Um, but she, we got we got the, uh, what the hell, not the book fair... But the thing you take home where you can buy books? Scholastic. Scholastic. Is there a phrase for that? Like the, the scholastic. I, I mean, there is a scholastic book fair, but no, it was like a catalog. You it was got the like, fucking the, best. like the list of like, here's all some yeah. books. Do you want to buy yeah, some books? Yeah, that like super thin paper. Ex yeah, it's like like newsprint mm -hmm. minus 50% thickness. Ugh. Yeah, that was the best. I always loved that thing. I got that thing. And then my teacher told my mom, Johnny would really like Mad Libs. You should get Mad Libs. And I remember I was a fourth grader. So I was whatever age you are in fourth grade. I remember nine. I remember being offended by this. I remember thinking, first off, not a real book. Uh, yeah. You should say that Johnny wants to read whatever the hardest book in this thing is. And instead... I've been told to read Mad Libs, a fake were you, book. Were you, like, funny as a kid? I mean, you're funny no. as an adult. Were you, like... I, I think that was the exact thought, is that I was a funny kid. But I also thought to myself, Mad Libs, after I got it, for kids who are not funny. It, yeah, no, it does all the work for you. Mad Libs are the actual worst. Like, there's nothing funny about them. Is Was your teacher very much not funny? No, I think she would. I, I remember thinking she was funny, and I think that I think it was just like Johnny has a funny sense of humor. He'll love. Were Mad Libs like just coming into vogue when we were in oh, fourth grade? No, I think Mad Libs date back like decades. I think that goes way back. This would really bother me if I were you. I like this segment. I feel like you need to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, like honestly, I but like I remember even at that age, I was like, this feels like a couple insults. Yeah. Like, I I'm, I feel like it was quite fun commentary aside. This is obviously just like her having some sort of fundamental misunderstanding about either what kids are into or what humor is. 
and she thought you were funny and that was a funny thing. But no, Mad Libs are just atrocious. They are atrocious. Pat, oh, go ahead. Pat would also point out that like I don't think anything is funny or experience joy is what he would say. But well, I don't think that's true. I say, let's put that to the test. Oh, fuck. This past weekend in the... Now, I don't... I, I want it for the record. This hasn't been discussed. Please note, I am not a neoliberal shell. I'm mm -hmm. not some piece of shit. Please, you can you can vouch for this. I am wearing a defund the police T-shirt right now. Yep. So correct. That's a fact. That said, I do get home delivery of the Sunday New York Times. Sure. I am entitled to some some things that are not necessarily radical leftists. So it's okay, just because I get this newspaper delivered to my home doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. This past weekend, Sunday, June 28th, in the, uh, they replaced the travel section in the paper with the home section at home, just like shit to do while you're hanging out at home. And they got three Mad Libs. I have selected one for us That's to do. Outrageous. This Let me awful. tell you, not, not only you, you say that, not only do they have it, look how much of this fucking space they filled with two of these Mad Libs. Now, you know what I want to do instead of a Mad Lib is like Google the history of Mad Libs. This, but Johnny, like your your point has been made. I don't know that it's going to get any better if we do it. Well, that's, we don't have to do it, but why don't you just give me a personal pronoun real quick? Like she? And then why don't you give me an adjective? I wish you guys could see his face. He's so pleased with himself. I guess you. I was gonna make. I was gonna make you do it, but you can see it. Yeah, it'll ruin it if I do it. Now I will say. How about obnoxious? Okay. Obnoxious. Uh, I'll give you the option. I don't believe anyone's ever rejected a segment on the show before. If you'd like to just. Mad libs might test me. No, it's okay. If, how many more are there, I guess, is the real question. I'm not sure. Tell me an inanimate object. Now, now, now Jen, Jen's going to go on the record here and be like, you guys should see how uh, pleased with himself John is. You guys should see how eye-rolly and upset Jen is. It's true. It's true. And I feel like, and this is me like trying to put on a good face because I know Johnny can see me. Um, I, I don't concede that that's happening. Uh, see, the thing about, like, this is the other problem with Mad Libs, right? Like, you also feel like you you should think of ones that are, like, inherently you, funny. You need some pretty wacky terms. You're right. Right. And I just, that's, I hate it. I hate it. Can you think of um, any uh, wacky inanimate objects? How about a monkey suit? I do hate this. Uh, family member's name. My family member's name. Um, we'll go with my sister, Megan. Article of winter clothing. Earmuff. Adverb. That would be a 
funny adverb. I don't know. Like, gently? Possessive pronoun. Now, do you think possessive pronoun is a good way to get comedy out of someone? No. Now, this seems like, like I don't know how who wrote these Mad Libs. It could be that these are these are not professionally written Mad Libs. Yeah, I mean, like I guess, like everyone, I'm like, well, what should I pick? But I guess there's only so many options. Like, hours. Um, is ours funnier than yours? I hate this. Can I get a hashtag? Hashtag? No, that, this could be literally anything. What does that even mean? I, 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 I'll tell you, I've already written down the hashtag, so you're just going to give me what you think a funny hashtag oh. Mad Libs will be. Okay, I hope I'm not like alienating listeners. I think hashtag boy mom is hilarious. People do it all the time. It's never hashtag girl mom. It's always hashtag boy mom. Why? Uh, can I get an adjective? Did Mary do adjectives? Uh, there's a lot of a lot of these. I think maybe this segment will play on fast forward. Like maybe like in with it, I will edit just this part and make this go at like one and a half speed. How about you do a couple? Uh, no, that's not how Mad Libs work. <laughs> uh, embarrassed. Politician name. Paul Ryan. Superlative. Worst. Personal pronoun. Again, what could be the funniest possible thing that could yeah, happen? I think sometimes I'm getting stuck on the ones where it's like, just there's not that many options um so i'm trying to think of like maybe it possessive pronoun do you have an opinion about the funniest pronouns um yeah i was thinking about this before and what did i say ours yes mine (laughs) now and this sounds like it's as bad as the others, but if you open your head, maybe you'll come up with something uh, better. Now, you, remember, we're looking for comedy here. Day of the week. Okay. Tuesday. Wrong answer. I mean, there's it, the good news about Mad Libs. There's no wrong answers. Uh, how? About, which? What do you think is the funniest time? time lord uh 5 a.m oh no uh a name (laughs) johnny that's the thing with mad libs that's what always happens people are just like fashion brand do i know any fashion okay like h&m is that fashion do we think yep Okay. I I wish I, I I don't have the capability to like prepare to screenshot, but I feel like a, a good eye roll is coming right here. 
favorite meme? Yeah, it happened. La- ladies and gentlemen, please. No, no. see, I feel like For I just went record, to the side. No, with the... you went straight up first. Hmm. I saw it. Still happening. Um, it's now the time to out myself as like a very old millennial. Like, what are we counting as a meme? Expansive definition. Anything popular on the internet, I'll give you. Anything popular on the internet. Rick rolling. Is that a meme? I, I think absolutely. Okay. I'm just gonna skip your possessive pronouns. I don't have the nerve yeah, to please. ask you any more of those. Just keep rotating them. Uh, piece of technology. Hmm. And see, every single time I'm like, think of something funny, and I'm not. I'm not funny. Uh. A ring light. Inspired by my husband. Social media platform. TikTok. We're getting close. Now, you can't shoot the messenger here. One of these blanks really says, Lyric from Imagine. What? Like the John Lennon song? I, I have no other way to parse that besides, yes, the John Lennon song. Can I Google it? If, if need be. Well, you Google it. I think, I think otherwise I only know Imagine All the People. And is that even that song? Yeah, that is that song for sure. Okay, then that. I need another name. Um, Patrick. I need a celebrity name. Cool, 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 cool. Chris Evans. Uh, I need a lyric from a Hamilton song. Very good. Are you going to watch that on Friday? Uh, uh, probably not. Hmm. Well, I was going to try to think of, like, a deeper cut, but that's dumb. So, I'm not throwing away my shot, or I'm not going to throw away my shot? Hold on. Yeah, I just don't want to think about it. That's the thing. These Mad Libs just make me want to die. Well, you just know just want... the comedy is going to come through so clean no matter what. It doesn't even matter. I'm I'm sure. I, I think this will pay off when it is nonsense and not funny at all. We have only two planks remaining. Okay. Inanimate object. Another one. A footstool. Politician name. Another one. Um, Lindsey Graham. Now, I could add to the jokes by writing Lady G here. I know. I think that's... Mad Libs are just like all like, who are you in the room with or what has been happening lately? According to the the gray lady, the paper of record, here is a funny story. <laughs> For Johnny, it was another Tuesday under lockdown. She <laughs> awoke at <laughs> 5 a.m. 
picked up the ring light and learned that one of my photos had gone gently viral on TikTok. In it, it posed with a monkey suit while wearing an earmuff and an obnoxious face mask. Thus, the worst style trend of the pandemic summer was born. Imagine all the people, Patrick said, when asked to explain hours' inspiration. Not throwing away my shot, Chris Paul, Paul Ryan, and Megan have already spot been spotted rocking the trend. Lindsey Graham put his embarrassed spin on it by working in a footstool from H&M. The trend has even received its own hashtag, hashtag Boymom, and is nearly as famous as Rick Rowling. Johnny, Scal I will... Go ahead. I will congratulate you because you have made your point, but that was like the most unpleasant 10 minutes of my life in the past three months. Honestly, thought we'd be able to get the words down faster. I apologize. No, not if, again. It's not even. If you had run this by Pat, he could have he could have warned you. Uh, although I, what the fuck with the pronouns part of it? No, they could have yeah. made the rest of it could have happened, and they could have just not done that. And I will say there is like like here it says in it, personal pronoun it well wrong, posed with a slash and. Why didn't you just put slashes for the personal pronoun there to be yeah, yeah, yeah. what it was? The, the, like, at the beginning, for Johnny, it was another Tuesday under lockdown. She, is that supposed to be a fucking joke? Did, right. Did you think you landed a joke with, we, we're going to call Johnny a she, or we'll call him a he, or we'll call him a he? Because there's no other jokes. There's nothing I, else. Do you like any yeah. of these? I feel like maybe the original construct of Mad Libs was that that was a joke. I do think the New York Times probably should know better. Well, I mean, definitely should know better. I gotta say, it says here, very small font at the bottom. Show us your completed Mad Libs. Email us at at home at nytimes.com. So, follow-up segment. I'm going to take a picture of this and email it to that address and say that it sucks. And ask them what they think could have gone differently <laughs> to make this be funny. And maybe, maybe I don't know how to do Mad Libs. Maybe Mrs. Kreps... All of those many years ago was wrong, and I'm a bad fit for Mad Limps. This was funny. What the real tragedy of this is to me is that I feel like if you simplified this and I did it with Lily, she would think it's fucking hilarious. Hmm. Like, I'd have to explain. Like, I'd have to be like, that's like this type of word or whatever. But I'm sure the nonsense story she would think is really funny. And I just want to know what is the age that that stops being funny. It's certainly younger than nine or however old you were but it also is younger than any new york times reader so you know you said that and i was thinking about uh what might have been different and like when i might have enjoyed it and what she would have liked about it i do wonder i might i might i there is another mad libs right here if I have another guest on, if I did this whole thing and I encourage them to, like, use swear words, it wouldn't be yeah. the most shocking if I thought it was funny at the end. Yeah, I think I think if you had, like, Charlie Yorty do it or Paul Whitehair, 
they would have been able to anticipate the sort of corny Mad Libs jokes and have made this funny as opposed to whatever I was doing. And I do highly suggest the speed up option. I don't know. The problem is, you know, it's it's just going to be dirty jokes. Yes, correct. It's just going to be posed with a sex doll while wearing a strap on. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to like, that'll be funny for half of one sentence. Which maybe makes the uh, anti Mad Libs argument even stronger, like at its best, it is going to be like the worst type of humor. Not not sex jokes particularly, but just like pandering. Um, I'm now tempted to do a kids mad lib with Lily and see how that goes. I I would welcome the feedback. I'd love to hear about how it does go if you do it. If you want, I can send you a picture of this other mad libs and you can do it. it is... I'll probably look up like a kid one or something. Well, I bet she's going to. Now, do you this... think this is not explicitly for kids, this one we just did? I think it's 100 years long. Um, no, yeah, I'm sure it would work for kids. She doesn't know what like a hashtag is or like the social media components of it would not, would be lost. You know, that's a good point. Some of these are. Which makes this even more baffling. Lyric from Imagine and Lyric from a Hamilton song. This is for adults. You're right. They're right. So like my first thought after you read it, I was like, I was like, oh, maybe this is for like families to do. And so like, yeah, it's dumb, but like some people will like it. But like, no, like you said, like, no, this is for grown people. This is not for babies. Not great. Lily, every answer would be like, but like she thinks, yeah, she's deep in that face. Maybe that would make it funnier. For but, it was another butt day under lockdown. <laughs> butt awoke at butt p.m. Picked up <laughs> his butt and learned that one of his butt photos had gone viral. That's actually very good. Like, I've been yeah. taking all these pictures of my butt. And God damn it. Oh, they're all over TikTok now. This fucking sucks. Now I gotta, I gotta pose with my butt while wearing a butt mask. <laughs> this has been the buttiest style trend of the pandemic. Uh, let's see. What's, uh, what lyrics from Imagine are about? Imagine all the butts. Uh, Pat, Patrick, Mr. Patrick Butt Polk said when asked to. Uh, that's probably as far as that goes. But yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think that may, maybe, maybe that's the real value is that Mad Libs aren't for kids. They are for funny people, and only kids are funny. <laughs> That's not where I was expecting you to go, but I I don't reject the conclusion. Maybe that's what. Maybe no one else has like so such a funny. sense of joy and, and such a sense of what will actually wonder, make people laugh. Now I'm going to have to like test this out. I wonder if kids are the only people that are capable of making Mad Libs funny because they will just say like the most random stuff. Because I feel like you're right. Like adults that are funny are going to be funny in like somewhat predictable ways when applied to this. And like you said, they can kind of like foresee where it's going. Mm-hmm. Now one other thing. <laughs> It's possible this screwed it up. I did read you all of the prompts totally out of order. Now I don't think that I did that the, because it, were the pronouns in order? No, not at all. And I did that because I thought that I if I read them in prompt. order, it would be too clear what some of the story was, and I didn't want you to be able to like anticipate it and say things that made sense, like. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Hey, you know what? Fuck Mad Libs. That's what's up. Yeah. If if I ran into Mad Libs, 
and on the street and Mad Libs was trying to talk, trying to spit some game at me, I would be like, this bitch needs to shut up. And that's all there is to it. Mad Libs, you're done. Hey, honest to God, didn't know Mad Libs were still happening, really. Only in the New York Times. Fuck you, New York Times. I bet Maggie Haberman wrote this. Oh my God. That explains it all. No negativity. I'm going to underline that again. Okay. Uh, Jen, that's our final segment. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Mm, I kind of just want like TV recommendations from everyone else because I feel like there's so many things and I we don't have that much time to watch stuff and I, we always have trouble deciding. I'm trying to think if I have anything to recommend. The only thing that crossed my mind was that uh, there's a cooking podcast that was pretty good. It's called Home Cooking, and it was like a limited series, which was nice. And it was the lady that did Salt, Fat, Heat, Acid. That was that book and that Netflix thing. And she, like, is just a joy. And then she interviews various cool people about what they're cooking at home and talks. It, it was just good. It was good. Home Cooking. Like five episodes or four episodes. I watched that Netflix show and liked it very much. I did not know she had a podcast. Is this a, can I get this anywhere? Do I have to go someplace specific to get this podcast? Um, I'm sure it's everywhere. I use Overdrive and it was on there. I don't know. I'm sure it's on iTunes. Okay. This I guess, yeah. At first I was like, that's a silly question. But no, like podcast networks are a It thing is starting now, right? to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's starting to be a but, thing. Yeah. I just, I use uh, Pocket Cast and I will say that I got... Uh, five episodes of home cooking came five. right up. And I think the first one is like not, it's like an introduction. I think it's only four episodes. Oh, yep, that's actually correct. The first one is a trailer, mm-hmm. but I am subscribed and it's it's all right here for me. Did they have like Yo-Yo Ma and Wesley Morris I was gonna, I was just, I was just going to say, I see that huh? Wesley Morris is on this and that's all the recommendation I need. And I feel like they, yeah, they struck like an excellent balance between like her being a legit chef and talking deeply about food and other people being like, I microwave things sometimes. <laughs> Let's talk about good things to microwave together. It was fun. Anyway, that's my plug. It's a very good plug. Oh, Jen, thank you. thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. I had an excellent time. You're very nice. I feel a deep sense like, like that I should apologize to everyone, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just thank you for being so patient with my Mad Lib answers. Now, the Mad Lib... Uh, caper was my issue. I shouldn't have done it. And as I said, I think I might just play that part at double speed in the podcast. Like, I can do that. And there's, it's mostly me saying, you give me a thing and you give it to me. So yeah. uh, we'll just burn through that and everybody will be better for it. And then I feel like you could even just do the completed one. Like, people don't need to hear the process. That's off the table. I'm not going to do that. God damn it, Jen. I had a lot of I said a lot of stuff in there. People deserve to hear it. Oh, sure. But uh I and I don't want people to be deprived of the hilarity of both the real one and the one with all the butts. Like there's a lot of good content here. I don't want anybody to feel like they're missing out. But mm-hmm. uh either way, it's been a fantastic time. Let's do it again very soon. Yeah. Now I'm gonna have to just like steal the microphone when Pat's talking to you about video games or whatever and say hey. <laughs> Best wishes in the intervening day.